Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. For years, those of us in our workplaces have rejoiced and celebrated the phrase, thank God it's Friday or TGIF. I've lived this myself for years, but what if we looked at it from God's perspective? Would he be saying the same thing? I don't think so. I think maybe God would be saying TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. If our workplaces are mission field, the TGIM is more appropriate than dreading every day of work and singing the praises of TGIF. Join us today for an update on the story and behind the story of work life and the No Moan Monday, and especially how we can all avoid being Monday morning atheists. Doug Spada with Work Life, welcome back to I Work For Him. As Martha was saying, we we spent a, a couple years trying to figure out how do we actually make this fun? You know, versus just work being a drag or even going through a discipleship, this or that or whatever. So we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how can people engage work, engage this process. You know, the simple way we talk about it is, hey, can you just trust God with six Mondays? And so it's really a six Monday process that people kind of walk through. Um, like I said, you're taking little fun assessments. You're getting, you know, text alerts on Monday, mm-hmm. you know, helping you sort of keep God top of mind. It's giving you different, uh, different things that you watch little video clips, things like that. So yeah, it's, um, we just, we spent a lot of time trying to, you know, also not make it super intellectual you know it's not just about kind of absorbing more knowledge we want to go actually try to practice it no moan mondays what is that all about yeah well um you know we started to think about how do we how do we hold ourselves accountable right and so you know, nobody likes that word accountability, like, hey, Jim, let's just kind of be accountable, you know, and I'm going to, you know, so I, I just threw some kind of really weird, again, back to fun and engaging, you know, this concept of having a Monday moan meter came up. And so inside each week, you measure your Monday moan time. And, uh, and, and with this sort of this Monday meter and you just kind of write down like, Hey, was it two hours or three hours? Cause you know, um, long time ago, Jim, someone, someone sent me an email and said, Hey, how's your Monday? And I said, Monday, it's S M O N D A. Why? And I, and I was like, Monday. And here's the definition of Monday. It's that time on Sunday when Sunday stops feeling like Sunday and the dread of Monday kicks in. And we all know what that feels like, right? Oh, right after dinner yes. time on Sunday. Well, for everybody, it might be different. I had somebody just last week say to me, um, is it after 2 o'clock on Sunday? Oh, yeah, my husband's gone into a different mode because Monday. it apparently now it was... has a name. I did not know that. So I I'm going to have to tell her that. word for that's it. That's Monday. Uh, yeah. And, and so anyway, this this uh, this this Monday moan uh, meter is kind of embedded in each week of the experience of this Monday experience. And really, you know, the way I like to think about it, guys, is, uh, you know, part of this is creating this what I call a no moan Monday zone. 
you can say that real fast, right? No <laughs> more Monday zone mm-hmm. uh, around our lives and around our thinking so that we can kind of glorify God and, and, and walk. And why Monday? Right? We're picking on Monday. It's because research shows, and I think we don't even need research for all of us to know that uh, even with the best of thinking and the best of understanding God's uh, theology about work and why he created work, Mondays are just difficult. And, uh, and so what happens is if we have found that if we can help people on this one pivotal day, as we've talked in past shows, how this transition from sort of Sunday to Monday, because we, in, you know, just in our religious mindset kind of think that, hey, Sunday's kind of this day that it all happens. We can kind of handle this transition and make Monday what God intended it to be. Then it'll, it'll, it'll roll over and, tra- you know, kind of affect the whole rest of the week. Doug, I'm amazed at the conversations we have with people all over the country. They think legally they can't bring their faith into their workplace. And so they shut it off because they think, well, it's illegal. It's illegal to bring my faith. How does engaging with work life online by signing up to do the Monday switch, how will that help people move away from being a Monday morning atheist? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's going to it's going to set the backdrop biblically for you understanding what work is about. Because, Jim, one of the real critical things is most people think of work as a four-letter curse word, okay? And so people's hate of Monday a lot of times has nothing to do with that day. It has to do with this, what they think is a four-letter curse word, work. And so if we if we kind of go all the way back to Genesis, and this is just kind of, this is these are the kind of things you're going to learn and just kind of, it, it, you know, some of them are just real, you know, they're, they're true. They've always been there, but they we've been kind of blinded to it. But if you go all the way back to the creation story and you think about this, this incredible construction projects that, that God was involved in, right? Creation. And, uh, and, you know, it says way back in Genesis that, that, you know, that God is a worker. Even, even Jesus said this. And uh, I think it was John five seventeen. It says, my father is working until now and I am working. So God is a worker. He went through creation. And so after God created, you know, after the six days of creation, you know, which was just obviously miraculous, God looked back and he had another word for work. It was another four letter word. You remember what it was, Jim? It was, he said, it is what? Good. Good. That's right. So we have this tension between what we feel is this four-letter curse word and, and what God thinks about work, this other word, good. And uh, the tension between those is what causes us to sort of not understand this. Now, one more thing. Here's, here's I mean, this is just, this is just, this is right at it here, okay? So it also says in Genesis, okay, we've already, we've already set the stage that God is a worker, and he's still at work in our lives, in creation, but, but he's a worker. But it says in Genesis that, that we are created in whose image? In God's image. Right. So we're created in God's image. He is a worker. So listen, folks, here's, this is a mind blower. We are never more like our Heavenly Father and Jesus than when we are working. Monday Morning Atheist sort of lays out the challenge, mm-hmm. sort of like what we were just talking about, okay? And, you know, a lot of, some people use Monday Morning Atheist as a, uh, it's got five different little sections, so you can kind of, 
you know, and these are, are fun little square books like you, like you've mentioned, Martha, yeah. and just uh, very easy to engage. So Monday Morning Atheist sort of lays out the challenge. Uh, the Monday switch, that experience, that six Monday, that six week experience, that helps you walk out of it. That actually is a very engaging, okay, now what am I going to do about this, right? Mm-hmm. And so that can be done, as you just mentioned, in small groups. You can grab a, a friend or two or a coworker and actually go through it at work or churches or organizations. We love to sort of partner with networks and organizations, and you all know, with even other ministries that actually uh, need some creativity and some pop and some, uh, you know, some Mm -hmm. momentum in this area. Doug Spada, let's talk about this church rollout program. You've got this whole idea behind you bring work life and this Monday morning atheist idea. You bring it into churches. Mm -hmm. How do you do a church rollout of the work life program? Yeah, Jim, that's that's actually where I started, you know, trying to, uh, you know, in my own church, you know, many, many, many years ago down in California, you know, I I was wrestling. I saw God doing miracles out in the marketplace. I saw him active. But then, I mean, we and we were a very healthy church in a lot of different ways, but we were basically attractional. We were trying to grow the church primarily on Sunday. And uh, so what I, I tell pastors all over the world is, you know, we, we really have to be focusing on growing the church on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I've been asking, you know, someone asked me a question that really challenged me. And I, I, asked, I asked pastors this same question. What if, what if God cares as much or more about Monday than Sunday? Oops. Ooh, and you, know, pa- you ask pastors that question? I do, and I, sometimes and- I get stoned, but, uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Most of the people are engaging the marketplace. They're, they're, they're spheres of influence on Monday, right? So Sunday is like a launching point, except we lose track of people. Most, most people, just from our research and surveys, do not understand their cult. So what happens, just like in my own life, walls of isolation, discouragement, and disillusionment, because people don't understand their purpose. And the truth is, it, you know, they're, they're literal ministry extensions, extensions of the church, so it's, a, it's an amazing church growth strategy, but it actually grows the kingdom. You just recently rolled this out in, I think you said Virginia, right? Uh, yes, it was a church, uh, Fellowship Community Church in, uh, in Roanoke, Virginia, or close to Roanoke there. Okay, so h- how did that go? I, mean, I want to hear about the experience. You know what? I, I don't want to take your word for it. Pastor Bill Fuller, how did that go? How did you, I mean, how'd you get introduced to Doug Spada and Work Life? I met Doug 20 years ago at the Cove, uh, Billy Graham's Cove Training Center. And uh, we sort of connected then, and we kind of lost touch with each other. And then 20 years later, I still had his cell phone number, and I called him and called him in an airport and begged him to come to my church and help us launch something. Hmm. So what did that look like? Well, we, we did a four-week sermon series based on his book, Monday Morning Atheist. We built the largest... Oh, wait. Okay, wait, so wait, wait, wait. you got to go slow. Bill, slow down. You did a so four... I'm excited. You did a four-week series <laughs> on Monday Morning Atheist. We did. We did. Yep. Well, I've been I trying bet. for four years to persuade my staff to let us do something like this. And finally, uh, th- th- that was the year... And they said, yeah, let's do this thing. We really had the biggest uh, attendance we've ever had in our first Sunday of the year. 
Uh, so we did it the very first Sunday of January of this year. And uh, Doug came and kicked it off for us. Talk to me about the engagement factor. You, you were rolling this out. What did you expect? How did you expect people to engage with you? That's a great question. You know, I knew Doug, so I knew that when he came, that there was going to be an anointing from God that came with him. And I knew Doug would bring a different perspective. But my dream was this. I was hoping to see our marketplace ministers activated and empowered to see their work as an act of worship and to see their workplaces as their mission field. Um, I really wanted them to have this first-time experience of God's delight over their work because I think most Christians in the workplace don't have that sense. They feel like they're second-class Christians. And uh, so that's kind of what I was hoping for. And I was hoping for the beginning of the end of that clergy-laity distortion in the church. When Doug came and spoke, he shattered the lie, the sacred-secular divide. He really shattered that thing. And uh, so many people in the church in the workplace um, rose up. You know, my church loves to do an occasional altar call. And uh, the, the third Sunday, we said, folks, if you're here and you want to bring an end to this, this clergy laity lie, and you really want to step into the ministry God's given you, just stand up. And we had 100% of our people stand up. Wow. Oh, my that, word. Uh, which was astounding, which really, truly was an amazing thing. Um, we had people writing comments. We had, I remember this one guy wrote in. He, says, he said, this was the most practical, helpful sermon I've ever heard at this church. And that was the Sunday Doug spoke. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? I love that. Okay, so we're now three months down the road since the series. Well, two months since the series ended. How has this permanently bringing work life and Doug Spada and the whole idea of being a Monday morning atheist and ending the sacred secular divide and ending the, the pastor laity uh, dichotomy, how has that permanently changed your church? Oh, wow. Well, that's a good question. Let me give you one quick testimony. I've got a gal who works in a financial aid office at a university here in town. and She wrote us this lengthy email, which I'll shorten. She says, I like what I do, but my boss is trying at times. She said, I used to complain about my job, and I wondered if God had me there or why he had me there. She began to pray and say, God, am I destined to be somewhere else? And then she said, we hit the Monday Morning Atheist series. And uh, her, her boss's uh, uh, mother became very, very ill, and she died. And through all of that, she kept supporting uh, her boss and kept uh, writing her notes of encouragement, scriptural notes of encouragement. And then uh, shortly after that, her father became very ill, her boss's father. And shortly after that, her boss's father passed away. Wow. Now, here, here's the great thing. The week she came back to work, her boss gave her a thank you card, and the card said this. Thanks for all your kind words and faithful expressions when my parents were sick. I especially loved your religious thoughts, words, and prayers. You are a good ambassador for God. Oh, man. Oh, and this gallery, she says, when I read that, tears came to my eyes, and I felt such a sense of satisfaction that God used me in my workplace of all places. I feel like that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg of what yes. I'm hearing mm-hmm. people say. That they're saying, wow, God's using me in my workplace. Who would have, who would have guessed? Pastor Bill Fuller with Fellowship Community Church. Talk to me. Would you recommend that other churches do exactly what you guys did? 
Absolutely. I mean, don't do it if you, if you, if you don't want to rock the boat. But if you want to rock the boat and you want to waken your people up, I call them the sleeping giant of the church, which is Christians in the workplace. If you want to wake them up and, and turn your community inside out, then yeah, invite Doug to come and help you launch that four or five week series. Um, you will never regret it. You've been listening to I Work Frame with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.